Coming up on Tech Edge, we are going to learn about Google Forms' new question types, as well as some extensions that help you get the most out of Google Forms. Hello, my name is Lynn Herr, and I work at Educational Service Unit 6 in Milford, Nebraska. I'm also an adjunct here at UNL, teaching 880A and 880P in the uh, TIAC. And here I'm showing you about Google Forms, some of the new features of Forms that you may not have noticed if you're a longtime Form user. And we'll also look at a couple extensions that give you some extra capability to use with Google Forms. So we wanted to start today by just showing you how to get to a Google Form. So in your Google Drive, if you go to New, as you always do, you may need to go down to More to get to Google Forms. And one thing I want to make sure that you understand is that really Google Forms were developed to easily get data to a spreadsheet. Since that time, they also have had extra features built in. But keep in mind that Forms get data to a spreadsheet to let you use it to do all kinds of things more easily. So if you want to create a new Google Form, under New, to More, to Google Forms. And I already have one started here, just like cooking shows. <laughs> so I want to show you here, uh, this is the Tech Edge demo. And I just titled the form, and by clicking up here, it makes those names the same. And that's important to remember because it also ties the data storage location to the name of your form, and we'll see that in a bit. So we want to just look at a couple of question types that I find a lot of teachers are either unaware of or just haven't used yet. So if we click and go into the question types, a couple that I find most people are unaware of, if you scroll down to the bottom of the list to date, and choose date as a form type, uh, question type. You can go in then and when people complete the form, they'll click the calendar and choose a specific date. That can matter for things like, I have had teachers write letters to themselves or students write letters to, to themselves that will be delivered in the future and they can actually choose the date when they want that sent out to them. So that's one way that we have used a date question. Another type of question is a time. And we use these with school administrators who have forms when they're going through for classroom observations. Often they will have a time question so that they can get some data to know, was I in that classroom always in the morning or in the afternoon? So that's an, uh, an example of how you might use a time question. We also just wanted to show you a couple of other types of questions. So I'm gonna pop over here to a baseline survey that we created for the Google certification pilot that we're running here at UNL. And one of the question types is called a multiple choice grid. And while this is only one question in a Google form, it allows you to get multiple data points from that one question. So because the cert certification pilot runs across Google, Google's tools, you can see here that under Google Chrome, we have a list of seven or eight, six or seven uh, items here, and then we have the scale across the top. So as people go through to answer these, we get lots of data all in one question. And again, that's the multiple choice grid. So if I go back here to our basic form, Google Forms used to default to green, but now purple is its icon. So I just wanted to make sure you're aware how you can change the look of a form. And since we're at UNL, we could go ahead and make this one red. We could also go into Google's options for themes and choose 
an option here. So since every day is a party here at UNL, we'll go ahead and choose uh, one of the party themes for the Tech Edge uh, demo form. So that's options that you have for just changing what a form looks like. I wanted to focus on a particular type of new question that I find has been very useful to teachers in combination with a Google extension called Drive Slides. So if we go under the new question types, one of the choices here is file upload. And if we go into that question type, you can see that it's going to link to Drive. And I'll go ahead and click continue. And we can name the question, so please upload a photo of your work today. So if I was teaching math, I could ask students to upload a photo that shows how they solved a problem. I can specifically tell that what types of files to accept. So um, in this case, I want them to take a picture of it. And notice it could even be an audio file where you've asked students to explain something and they're uploading an audio file to you. I can note the maximum number of files that they can upload on this one particular question, as well as the file size. And I wanted to just show you one that I used with teachers last week. So I was in a training. I asked them to demonstrate the photo option. So I said only images. They could send me one image. And this was the maximum number of um, the size of the file. So if I go look at responses to that form, you can see I'm looking at the individual level here. Here's one person who sent me a screenshot. If I go to the summary, you can see that it only accepted images, and I have nine responses there. So it put those in a folder automatically for me with the same name as my uh, form. So if I can go ahead and go up here to my drive and search for photos for fun, whoops. You can see that it automatically named it and said file responses here in the back. So I'm going to go ahead and go to that folder. And one thing that's important to understand about the file upload question is that it does make a copy of the file at the point when it's uploaded. So if the student or the instructor would go back to make changes to the original, those would not be reflected in the file that was uploaded. In a practical way that we're using this tool, uh, Jackie Ettinger and I help organize the Great Plains Google Summit each summer, and we choose the presenters for that. Uh, we ask them just to upload a photo with their bio so that we have that ready for the website. So if I go ahead and open this photo folder, you can see those are the nine responses, or 10 that were uploaded. And a Chrome extension, so I'm going to go outside of forms for just a moment. A Chrome extension that was created by Matt Miller and Alice Keeler uh, lets you automatically take that list of photos and it builds a slideshow for you in Google. So if those were examples of student work, we would have those all in one folder and we may want to show those to the class. So I just go ahead and click that extension called Drive Slides, all one word. It's building the slideshow, which would, it will put right inside that folder. And you can see it took all of those photos that the students that I had in class uploaded in our example and built them into a slides presentation without me needing to do anything. So that's one way that you can use Google Forms um, to extend what you're doing in the class. And I want to wrap up by just reminding you of a couple things that you might have forgotten about. So if I go back to the question type here, basic question. I just want a multiple choice question. When Google Forms first started, we were not able to copy and paste into the answers. So they had to be typed in individually. 
um, you can now copy and paste. So if I go out to a spreadsheet where I just created to keep a list of all of the elements of Marzano's instructional model, for example, which is something that our schools use quite a bit in ESU 6, I can click in the option here and click paste and you will see that it will just paste in all of those choices for me so that I don't have to type those. Another tip is because a lot of faculty members complete forms on phones, I try to make multiple choice questions as drop-down questions because they take up a lot less screen real estate on a phone. So they will tap the question, they'll get a pop-down list, they can choose their answer, and then it goes to submit. Last thing is to show you data validation. So at the bottom of a question in these three dots, which in, across Google tools gives you more information, we can put the description for that question here. We can choose a section based on that answer and we can shuffle the question order. On a question where students type something in, so let's say that that's, this is a question that's short answer, we also have a choice called response validation. And that is used in a lot of digital breakout games, if you've heard of those, where you can make a question where the response needs to be exactly what you say it is for it to accept the answer. So in this regard, we'll say Tech Edge with a space and all caps. And we'll even give a hint. So where does Guy Trainin spend his days? That'll be the question. So I'm going to go ahead and just preview that question up by clicking the eye. And if I go down to that question and I type UNL, you can see that it won't take that answer because it's not the right one. If I go back and type Tech Edge, it will let me take that answer. So that's data validation in forms. And hopefully you learned something new about forms today.